You are Locked On Padres. Your daily San Diego Padres podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Let's get it going. On the Lockdown Royals Padres podcast, your team every day, we're going to start a new month at the end of the week, and we're going to have a lot of fun for the time being right now. Um, it's your team's every single day for Lockdown Royals and Padres. On tomorrow's Royals show, you're going to get, is this season an embarrassment to the fan base? So stay tuned for that hot take as well. Javi, what's coming up on tomorrow's show for the Padres? For tomorrow's show, I'm thinking of just dedicating it to Manny Machado and Juan Soto, who have famously been terrible in fact among qualified players i think there's 30 who have a negative f4 right now manny machado is one of them i just saw that tweet while we were uh writing up this podcast so don't don't uh quote me on that just in case i misread as i often do uh but yeah that's probably what you uh folks can expect uh, and if it doesn't go up tomorrow then that'll be the next thing and we got the cubs as well so that should be a lot of fun uh coming up so the the vibes are still good rylan despite being 500 Despite all the nonsense, the vibes have been good. I've I felt I feel a sense of 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 just positivity. I feel a sense of security, content. That's what I've been feeling lately, especially after this weekend. Well, I'm glad that that makes one of us. So, Javi, <laughs> I uh, I gotta be honest with you, I've not felt great about baseball. Baseball is pain. Baseball is suffering for Kansas City, and that's why. We've adopted the Padres as our team this year to follow here in Kansas City. Uh, as all eyes turn to the NFL draft in KC, we're still looking at baseball. And mm. I want to ask you, Javi, what's it like to have Tatis back in the lineup? Oh, man, it was majestic. It was majestic. The first night, I wrote about this over at Just Baseball. Everyone could check it out. It's funny that the literal first pitch that Tatis saw for the season is him aggressively fouling off a pitch and nearly jumping out of his shoes doing so. This man makes foul balls exciting, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not even kidding. Go ask any Padres fan. Go look up the, the footage on MLB Film Room. I was like, whoa, like one of those. And he has a bad first game. I ranted about how I thought the Yahoo Sports headline that said Tatis awful in return was just felt a little bit rude. Um, but he doesn't do much in the first game. Then he hits a home run in the second he makes it, you know, he made a good defensive play. It's just having him back has inspired hope. And the Padres this weekend, previously, they scored like one or two runs in four or five games. Uh, one of them being against the Braves. And I think one of them being against or the most of them being against the Brewers, who have a good pitching staff in fairness. So their offense was dead. And then one thing we talked about and I've talked about with others was this idea, like, can he be this spark for the rest of the offense? It's so hard to make a correlation between players impact on other players in baseball you could do that with your thunder for example and mr sga what does he do when he when he penetrates uh in the middle at the top of the key and finds jalen williams open for a three or whatever did i do okay there with the with the with yeah, my very amateur good, very good. Did, did, all right all right i did okay okay I'll, I'll take it um that it's hard to make that correlation in baseball but you know aside from a friday game in which they got blown they got the doors blown off their team nine nothing Seven runs, five runs, seven runs, and the three wins that they had. Really exciting stuff. And some of their bench players, or I should say just their lower in the lineup players have stood out. So the they're still 12 and 12. They have an off day. Uh, by the time people are listening to this, they'll be playing the Cubs tonight. So there's still time to get it going, but it's it's been a little bit back and forth, and it's nice to see, like, all right, with Musgrove back too, that's another thing. Um, I forgot about that. 
with ever, at least the pieces coming back, it's like, all right, now it feels like let's start judging the team a little bit more. So this is interesting. I think that both teams are in this spot where it's the same but different. Mm. The Royals have been terrible, flatly terrible. <laughs> and we'll, we'll, yes, they have. we'll talk about if this is an embarrassment or not, because I love whenever – People go on Twitter and use the phrase embarrassment. Yeah. I think that we use it a little bit too liberal of like, when's it, when's it an embarrassing loss? When's it I used it loss? too recently. Can't lie. Yeah. <laughs> I can't like, lie. Like, when is it, when does it cross the line of, oh, that was a bad loss too. That was embarrassing. That was embarrassing. Yeah. Okay. So we'll talk about that tomorrow. But uh, for right now, I don't think that this is who the Royals are. Like everything has sucked. Tommy John for, for Chris Bubich sucks, uh, but yeah. the hitters have sucked. You know, the offense has sucked. Everyone sucked. But, but I don't think that this is who this lineup is. And you saw a glimpse mm-hmm. of that um, even in the loss to the Angels on Sunday where, where you know, Bobby Witt Jr. and Jim Melendez, uh, Vinny Pascantino, they, they all hit home runs. And, like, that was like, – that's your core. That, those are your guys. Like, I think that those guys are going to heat up and it will look a bit better than striking out 14 times and getting swept three straight times and, 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 and just being an abysmal embarrassment to baseball. So I think that the Royals are going to turn it around too – but their version of turning it around is losing 95 games and, and having the scoreboard look more respectable where the Padres version of turning it around is going from 500 to possibly winning the division. Is there a question there? I missed it. <laughs> no, well, no, there's, there's no question. I should not be on, uh, on the, on the Padres and the Royals uh, directions, no. but uh, Javi, yeah. Well, so now you want to now you want to interject. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, if you, you have a question, you can ask now. it. You can ask it. Look, man, I just I got a notification about something. That's all. That's all. I got a little bit distracted. It happens. Yeah. yeah. Put the you phone away. I mean? Put the phone away. Let's I will. I'll do it right now. It. We're, Look, we're phone right we're here. Boom. Here it is. We're potting. It's, it's over in the what corner right screen? there. What Boom. is your lock screen? Uh, a comic book cover. Okay. Look up Marauders number twelve if you're curious. No one was besides me. Um, Javi, what do you, what do you think about these two teams? If anyone wants to talk comics, by the way, please DM me. I love talking about comic books, especially Marvel. Um, uh, with So one thing I also just want to bring up really quickly is we talked about this before the call also um, about Bobby Witt Jr. and how he's been pegged as this like superstar prospect for a while and he just hasn't been that way. Look, man, not everyone can be Tatis. You know, not everybody can come into the league as the top prospect and immediately produce. You guys have MJ Melendez, Puerto Rican power. I'm always going to support him. Um, you know, world baseball classic legend. Um, but yeah, I just think with these two teams, I kind of am with you on the Royals in the sense that I don't think they're this bad. You know, I don't think they're Oakland. They have a minus 51 run differential right now. Oakland has minus 101. It's outstanding. By the way, should, should we do that now? Pour one out for the A's? Should we? Yeah, RIP to the A's. RIP to the A's. Let me just pour one out. You know, just go over here, whatever. Just RIP to the A's. Um, I, I do think that there's at least stuff on this team. I thought that they had stuff on the team before the season. Maybe I overestimated that. I thought that they would be better than a team like Detroit, who I am just not, haven't been convinced yet that any of their players are good. At least I feel like they have some guys on the Royals, but I don't know, man. I think that it's also, while we're both excited about our teams, it has been a little bit early um, to give like a overall thing i know we crossed off the a's last week and you crossed off did you cross off the royals i forgot i crossed off the nationals you crossed off the nationals that's right that's right um hey cj abrams former padre hit a home run last week uh that was really cool um 
I don't know, man. I don't have any other kind of vibes, I guess, initially about this that I have to offer. Yeah, I, I think with the Royal stuff, look, if you listen to this podcast, you know that I'm typically a pessimist. Uh, rightfully so, because the Royals only had two uh, postseason appearances in my lifetime, and they only played competitive baseball four times in my lifetime. Uh, so that's that's over 20 years of not playing good baseball. Uh, but even I refuse to believe that it's this bad. Even I refuse mm. to believe that this lineup is this bad because, yeah. because I didn't think that a month ago. Yeah. And if the, and, and I put it to you like this, if these Royals hitters had this stretch in mid June and they played the expectation in April and May, mm-hmm. we wouldn't really be freaking out. We wouldn't mm-hmm. really be, be going crazy because, because it wouldn't be as apparent that they're going, that they're being this bad. And first impressions matter, man. Exactly. Know? First impressions matter. Now, now there are, reason. there are performances that are inexcusable, you know, getting one hit, two hit, you know, you know, getting to the point where you're striking out 14 times, that's inexcusable no matter what, no mm. matter at any point in the season, no matter who's on your team. But in general, you know, taking the good with the bad and, and, and kind of throwing out the outliers, this is a common terrible stretch that we knew had to happen for a team to lose 80, 90, 100 games. Like yeah. we knew this team wasn't going to be good. So at some point they had to have a stretch like this. Like at some point it just had to happen to be to make them not good. Mm. And, uh, and I think that they're going to get over it and not be a good team, not be a mediocre team, but just be a respectable bad team instead of being one of the historically worst teams in all of baseball history, which is a which, sport that goes back 100 years. Yeah, and I think we've talked about it. It's actually incredibly hard. I think every year someone is always like, this will be one of the worst teams ever. Rarely happens, right? I think the Orioles from like 2018 or something like that, it was Machado's last year, are like the closest we've actually had. Maybe the A's. But also the A's have been so bad that would it shock you if like some Rambob comes in, you know, former Padre Estuary Ruiz maybe at least elevates them above worst ever. It's just hard to predict that. And I think, as you're saying with the expectations, I think with the Padres, their lineup, I, I also don't fully believe it. There's been a lot of things you can ask me about Soto and Machado if you want later that like, do we really think that next to the Royals, this will be the worst hitting team with runners in scoring position in baseball? You know what I'm saying? If you go by batting average, that's it. They're still around like the 20th range and other statistics with run production with WRC plus and et cetera. Like, like I can see a world in which the Padres, it's like, yeah, they fell below expectations. They were like the 13th ranked offense in the league. I could totally see it. That's possible. But like 28th, 27th in the bottom third next to these other teams that can't hit worth a damn that I just don't see. And I think that things like hitting with runners in scoring position is something that is there, there's a lot more. It's a lot more malleable of a thing. If you're just not hitting the ball hard, you're not hitting the ball hard. That tells you more. Runners in scoring position over the course of a season will change and it will fluctuate. Um, and I think with the pods, especially with Tatis back, that they're going to get better at that. So if that's their big issue, it's okay. And not to mention they've at least had some other players in their lineup that have produced. Xander Bogarts is like top five in F4 right now, which is rad. Love the immediate return on investment. So I just think um, the badness is, I think that's the way to put it. It's been so, not as bad as the Royals, but it's been so poor for us in a lot of ways based on expectations that I just don't quite believe it. I don't believe, if you told me Manny Machado would be like a four-win player, okay, all right, I could see that. Good player, potential all-star, fine. But you're telling me he's going to be like worse than Dave Fletcher? No offense, that was mean. Or like, you know, some some Nick Matan, Matten over in Detroit. That's just, it's too much of a decline for me to believe. 
What's great is that we are going to believe that Ultimate Baseball GM is the best game that you can go out there and purchase and, and get on the market because it's awesome. Uh, and it's great, and you're going to want it right now because the Ultimate Baseball GM is awesome. Go to probaseballgm.com, uh, and you can get 100% free boot. Hey, Rylan, it, that doesn't look like baseball down there, does it? Oh, Do you have sorry, the baseball he's, one? He's the wrong graphic there, but um, <laughs> Sorry. Javi, thank you for doing that in front of everybody, in front of God and everybody. Um, but um, <laughs> you can go to Pro Baseball GM and you can find the coolest game that I've played in a long time. I've, I've always wanted to be a Major League Baseball GM. As it turns out, it's not all that easy because guess what, folks? We're having an internal competition. All of our hosts are playing this game. It's, it's an awesome game. I am getting dominated in this game. Like I'm getting embarrassed oh, yeah. in this game. I've heard, I've heard the rumors. You've been slandered a little bit. I have not won a single world series <laughs> i've only won one trash pennant. i've only won one pennant and i've only made the playoffs six of my eight seasons so i'm not doing great but other hosts are doing great javi how are you doing i have not been fired yet <laughs> i'll leave it at that look all i know is we've got people on the network worse than you bryce you have been slandered bryce paddock a great example Says that, oh, I've been fired like three times. And yep. my thing is, look, I know Rylan struggled, but kind of an unfair amount of blame sent your way. But that's what happens in sports, does it not? We we love throwing it at people. Who's the more popular one to make fun of? Let's say in, in basketball terms for you. Everyone likes roasting the Lakers GM, but he hasn't been as bad as, say, Dallas Mavericks. I don't know. I don't know, man. You know, everyone likes jumping on uh, what's a bad GM in baseball right now? The Rockies. And you know who's been worse? No, actually, no. That's a bad example. The Rockies, the Rockies have been kind of the worst. But yeah. you catch my drift, Ryland. Yeah, Javi, that was great. Uh, go to go to Baseball GM, and you can get the game. And whenever you do, use the code Locked on MLB uh, because it will give you a great boost to start your franchise. 100 free boost to start your franchise. Uh, to go up there right now to ProBaseballGM.com uh, or Ultimate Baseball GM to start your dynasty today. All right, we're back with Javi Reyes, known sailor of the ships in a smooth way. Um, Javi, goodness, let's take a look at the power rankings. Here's the power rankings from the start of the year. Mm. What stands out? For our listener audience, uh, everybody go just check out on the Lockdown Network. You should be able to find the power rankings. But, you know, Padres were ranked number two by a collection of all hosts um, together, the kind of consensus royals were at 24 um i think the thing that stands out is the texas rangers right now um unlike you the fool uh i did not fully buy in i didn't wasn't against the white Sox after week one i didn't fully hold buy on in. bucko because i also bought into the rangers so uh no you're right actually you did okay so i'll give you credit on that one uh my cubs who i was one of my sleeper teams they're 22 they might have to jump a few spots up maybe not a bunch but Look, this is what's so funny about power rankings, right? The Padres are ranked number two, and everyone below them, Astros, Mets, Dodgers, Yankees, not Phillies. Phillies have been bad. Blue Jays, Mariners, Guardians, uh, Cardinals, Rays, Twins, Angels, Brewers, White Sox, Rangers, Orioles, Giants, D-backs, who currently lead the division, and they were ranked 20th heading into the year. That just shows you how, like, I don't know about you, Ryland, but people don't get spicy enough with their preseason projections. Everyone's so scared of what happened to me. You know what I mean? 
when I went out and did a video, put on the glasses, and I said that Trent Grisham was going to finish top 10 in MVP. Did it turn out to be true? No, it did not. Not even close. Not even close. It was a disaster. <laughs> he was like the word as bad as Cody Bellinger at the plate, um, who also, by the way, um, has been doing a lot better lately. Part of the reason of the Cubs' success. But, you know, it just goes to show you. I, I wish people would be more bold because if you are more bold – you can you can claim things like how Ryland just did, and I'm about to about the Rangers, who have been awesome so far. Their run differential is excellent. Yes, Jacob Degrom looks like he's been hurt, but plus sixty run differential is actually the second best in the American League right now, and it's better than basically every team in the National League. So, shouts to the Rangers. They haven't just been good against their division and have a winning record. They've been just good, good, and I like that because I couldn't stand how much people were assuming, you know. Oh, you're spending all that money just to finish in third place. Who knows? Sometimes if you try, you get rewarded. And I think that's what happened with the Rangers so far. Hi. Look, <laughs> I'm sorry, Ethan Smith. I know that you put in the group chat today mm. how you were sad that the Padres, uh, the Pirates didn't get any respect. Javi, do you, the, the, the Pirates came into the season in our, in our Power Rankings ranked 25th below mm. the Royals. They've obviously cleared the Royals. That's obvious. Do you believe in the Padres? I believe in the Pirates, Sorry, yes. the but the Pirates, Pirates <laughs> the Pirates, I believe that they've ascended out of the bottom feeder. There's no hope tier, i.e. Reds. Although Reds have good stuff, but I'm saying for this season, uh, Rockies, Tigers, A's, Nationals, teams like that. Um, I, I fear that the Marlins may enter that tier at some point. And I know they've started good, but I'm really worried about that offense. I think they've ascended past that. They clearly have a plan. You know, Brian Reynolds has been excellent. You've gotten production out of other guys like Connor Joe and Andrew McCutcheon is such a great story. I love that he's back. That's like the most pro fan thing that the Pirates have done in like a decade. It's just bringing back a guy that everybody loves and he's been fairly productive. And also they've done all this without O'Neill Cruz who got hurt uh, famously and unfortunately because he's super, super exciting for Padres fans that aren't aware. Kind of like the Tatis of that team in a lot of way. I mean, just go look up his throws from third to first or from short to first, I mean. Uh, just bullet arm stuff. I think he broke the stat stat cast rankings on a couple things last year with his arm strength. But um, yeah, I'm buying them to an extent. I think that they can be better than other teams above them, like the Red Sox, like the Marlins, like the Royals, like the Giants, who we ranked 19th, and they've been pretty bad lately. So, But aside from that, I want to see a little bit more because it has been a while since this team has been good, and I still have questions about their pitching. Great, great synopsis there. Uh, I don't buy into them. Pretty much at all. I think that they're going to, I think it's just like the Royals, like, like the Royals here. Here's the thing. Mm -hmm. A couple of years ago, the Royals were the best April in baseball. Mm -hmm. They lost a hundred games. I remember that. Yeah. They still lost a hundred games. Like, they were still terrible. Every bad team is going to play good baseball at some point. It's the season is too long. Not to. every bad team will, will go three games, four games, about 500. Every single one of them will at, at, during some isolated stretch of a season. So I think it's just way immature to just to say that they deserve respect and they deserve, um, you know, attention and they deserve to be in the conversation. They don't. I mean, they don't. Sorry, Ethan Smith and, and Locked On Pirates is great, and I'm happy because if because if we were in their shoes as, as Royals fans, we'd be celebrating too. But just as a general baseball principle, I don't buy into it yet. Is that fair? Totally fair. They've been atrocious for the past few years. Sure, there's been a plan, unlike the teams I mentioned before that are below them, but they have been really bad. So it's totally fair. And I think that 
you know, judging off of just a, uh, in fairness, a pretty great week, a great week. And I think that what helps them a little bit is also that their division is kind of weak, um, that they can, you know, beat up on the Reds. They can beat up on the, well, this isn't that damn team that they have the division. What is it? Reds? It's who's the other bad Reds, team? Cardinals. There? Cardinals. Rumors. The Cardinals have been really poor so far at nine and 13. I forgot about that. So it's, it's totally possible that their division just isn't full of all that many great teams. And you can hopefully, you know, get some wins out of it. This isn't the AL East or the AL uh, West or something like that, right? So I think that to an extent, I, I really think it's just as simple as Pirates fans, you can be happy that there's at least something. You have something for once because you've been so disgraceful. I mean, Ryland, do you remember that play with Javier Baez a couple years ago? I do. Oh, my gosh. I think they've at least gotten past that. That's not saying too much, but at least I think they've gotten past that that image of mediocrity that they've been for so long. Would you like to describe the play for those that don't remember it? For those that don't remember. First and then juked him out. If you look at Javier Baez, if you look it up on YouTube, it'll be one of the first things. So feel free to look along as you listen to this. Um, He runs to first base on a, I think it was a bunt. It was a ground ball or it was a bunt. And the first baseman gets it. He's in front of the bag and he starts, Baez starts running back to home plate and the first baseman chases him. For those who don't maybe know how baseball works, he doesn't need to do that because he has to run to first base. It's a force out. So instead he chases after him, allowing the third base runner to score. And then he he has enough time to be like, yes, to be like it worked. You know what I mean? Baez has enough time to do that and then run to first base and they overthrow the first baseman, which not only allows him to be safe, but then to advance the second. One of the more just if someone's going to describe the Avi? Yeah. Oh, okay, you're back. You, you kind of went you kind of went robot for us for a second. Okay, yeah, yeah. I just saw a thing that my microphone disconnected. What was the last thing I said? You described the play very thoroughly, very well. But right now, you need to describe how great BetterHelp is because BetterHelp is awesome. BetterHelp is where you want to be at, folks, because um, it's great. It, it, and it's online therapy that is awesome. For you to use, you can go to betterhelp.com slash locked on MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on MLB. Javi, tell us about BetterHelp. BetterHelp's great. Um, and I, I have no jokes, unlike the Ultimate Baseball GM ad read that I'm sure will get us both fired by the time this episode launches. Uh, no jokes about this. I've gone through some stuff. I talked about it a little bit publicly, but I've had some some issues, and I think that there's nothing, nothing wrong with that, and BetterHelp has some really cool deals and a lot of cool stuff that you can do online. So it's a lot. I just think it's an easier way to start. You know what I mean? Start your journey. Start on the road to recovery for whatever you're going through. Uh, I definitely would recommend it. It's It's been very helpful. And at least a piece. I'm not saying it'll cure everything forever. Nothing ever cures anything forever. But it's really cool to have just an outlet. A place to go to with really trained and smart, brilliant people who know how to deal with certain things. I think, are you on mute? You might be on mute. Go to BetterHelp right now to get started. And whenever you do, go to BetterHelp.com slash MLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp.com slash MLB. Javi, I also want to tell you right now, but good friends over at Built Bar. Built Bar is a fantastic protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, mm-hmm. use the code LOCK15, get 15% off your next order. Built Bars are great pre-workout, post-workout, or even as a meal replacement or a snack. Uh, Built Bars are... I have 100% chocolate on the outside. They're, they're high in protein, low in calorie. Uh, they're great. 
what is your favorite flavor of Bill Bar? Because they have so many. They have Cherry Barcia. They have Cookies mm. and Cream. They mm. have incredible options like Peanut Butter, like Snickerdoodle. They have everything you can ever want for Mint Brownie Chunk. What is your favorite flavor, Javi? Look, I will say I'm a fan of Snickerdoodle. I'm a fan. I'm a fan of that in general. I think it's actually slightly underrated as a cookie. Now, I'm, I've am i been roasted many times for my taste in cookies. My favorite is oatmeal raisin. Uh, sorry that I'm not like the basic punks that swear by chocolate chip. Congratulations on saying that, you know, The Dark Knight is your favorite movie. Congrats. I hope you feel good about that. Um, but I'm not, I'm not the biggest chocolate chip guy. But I will say, aside from Snickerdoodle, it's always been Cherry Barcia. That's always been my jam. It just gets the job done. Really, uh, the perfect right tinge of dark chocolate and a little bit of the berry. You know what I mean? The cherry. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Riley, Riley knows what I'm talking about. Everybody loves the cherry. Um, that was a weird thing to say. Uh, but yeah, I'd recommend uh, Cherry Barcia to everybody. It's really great. Well, Popo put a box of built bars today and get started. My personal favorite is Snickerdoodles. And since you stole that, I'll also say my second favorite, which is Cookies and Cream, which for a long time, mm. Cookies and Cream was my favorite. But the Snickerdoodle flavor, the new one is so immaculate. It's moved up the ladder. Try it for yourself. Built.com, promo code LOCK15, 15% off your next order, including uh, at Sam's Clubs and Walmarts. So make sure that you go there because I'm a member of a club ran by Sam and he lets me in and gets the Built Bars. Mm. So go check it out today at Sam's Club and Walmart, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 as well. Javi, we're back. Oh, we're yeah. rocking and rolling. Rocking and rolling. I want to end today's show talking about gambling. Mm. Some news in the NFL that players once mm. again have been suspended for gambling. Now, here's the thing: they were they're allowed to gamble on non NFL activities. They're just mm. not allowed to do it on league property, which is where they were doing it. It was on league property. Is this something that baseball should be aware of? As you as you start to get involved with betting sponsors at a, at a league level. You know, it's one thing for, you know, at a media level to do it, but at a league level to do it. What's the harm in this? And do you care? Like, like, let's start there. Do you care if a player is gambling on any sport? What's the variation of caring? When do you start caring? When do you not care? Cause I gotta be honest with you. I don't care if Zach Grinke put 15 bucks on, on chiefs minus three and a half on, you know, against the chargers. I don't, I don't care what what is that line for you i think that the sports world in general had an issue with just the idea of authenticity um last week that comes in the form of gambling that comes in the form of cheating or whatever with max scherzer which we can maybe touch on a little bit later but for me no i don't care if zach Granke or i don't care if joe musgrove in padres case places a bet on san diego state i understand the fear of it, you can't bet on baseball. Pete Rose knows that's best, knows that best, right? Obviously, you can't bet on your own league. And the NFL guys, that felt feels like a really big technicality. You know what I mean? We, there's a lot of weird, arbitrary stuff in, the, in our justice system and laws and whatnot every now and then that kind of pops up to the surface. And it's unfortunate, but the, there it is a, a perfectly fine thing to be really worried about authenticity, especially with baseball, which is the sport known for all sorts of like chicanery, whether it be the the Black Sox scandal, right? From back in the, you know, the Tungsten Armour Doyle days, right? Like back in the day, and then you have the steroid era, you have the rosin slash spider tack. They still call him Spider Cole, Garrett Cole of the Yankees. Like this is the one sport that like has that the biggest. So I would actually think that they'd be the one to be like, we don't care if you bet on something else. We've just had so many bad experiences with people questioning 
the legitimacy, the authenticity, the realness of our sport that I would understand if uh, the MLB had some problems with that. But I also, in general, don't particularly care too much because it can also be seen as incredibly hypocritical for you to be, as you mentioned, be in bed, have all these partnerships with all these betting companies and go out there and be like, but the players can't do it because it's now a crime or whatever you have it, right? So there's 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 a line that must be towed, uh, that must be walked, a catwalked over that you have to be careful about when it comes to these things, um, especially in the case of baseball. You muted again. Perfectly said. I think that you uh, <laughs> you have to walk the line at some point. I understand that the sky is falling routine of like, what if he bets on the seventh game of the World Series, purposely makes an error, ruins his life, but gains a lot of money? I think that we're past that point. Like, I, I think that, I mean, maybe we're not, but I, I think that these guys are going the guys at that level that play at the World Series, you know, and, and then our superstars, they get paid billions of dollars to play baseball. They're just going to play baseball and let it, let it happen. Now, there are some guys who aren't paid at billions of dollars. I understand that. And maybe they would throw a game for the betterment of whatever it takes to bet on your sport or whatever. And betting, you know, whatever. But I, I just don't think it really matters yet. And that's the thing with this whole issue. It won't matter until it matters. Like, we're just going to play the results on this very much. Like, as of now, it hasn't hurt anything. Like, the bets have been on on other sports. In Calvin Ridley's case, I think that he bet on his own team to win a game. And, and so, as a game he wasn't playing in, but he still bet on his team to win. Uh, but one day it could, it could matter a lot. Like you could do one of those things where you throw a game. And at that point, you've got to reevaluate everything. But right, right, as of right now, it's hypocritical also because these guys are human. Like whenever you get home from work, you might want to throw a few shuckles down on, on, you know, bucks minus eight on, on the road in Miami. So will these guys, like they want to do that too. And the, the the problem is, lastly, I think that this is about, are you smart? Flatly, are you smart? Mm-hmm. If a guy really wants to bet on sports, especially as sports betting becomes so legalized now in all these states and you can just do it on your phone, hey, have his best friend bet on the game form using his best friend's account. How would you ever know? Because the, the way that they're getting found out right now is that they're using their own names and their own accounts and their names are being flagged in the in the processing system of you know whatever whatever place they choose to do these bets at. Okay, the workaround with that is pretty simple. Hey, Jack, can I use your account and bet on this game real quick? We'll split the money. Okay, sure, let's do it. And there it is. It's it's over. It's just like drug tests. Like if you tell a player you're going to be drug tested in three months on this day, guess who's not going to fail a drug test? people who are smart enough to work the system. So like, I just, I I don't know. I'd be interested to hear from like an actual, like employed league office official, even if you wanted to contain it, how would you do it? Because there's so many workarounds to it. Yeah. So then at that point, there's no point of getting worked up about it because there's so many workarounds to it. Yeah. Um, Just make sure you're not doing anything crazy with your own team. Right. You know, Um, look, I get it. I know a lot of people will be like talking about owners and whatnot as, and I am always in support, especially after this last week with the A's uh, in support of lambasting and ranting about owners. But, you know, there's just a lot of layers to this. Um, But I think that, you know, the NFL story really broke out because the the idea that they just did it on team facility, it's like really like a whole year for that. Like that's 
seems steep. You know what I mean? And, and I am the type, as many of my listeners would, might bring up some other suspensions from the NFL that were not a year that involved something that, dare I say, might have been a little bit worse. Uh, not that gambling on your own sport isn't in the case of, say, Calvin Ridley. That is an issue. But, you know, it just makes you think. You guys came really hard down on this thing. Um, maybe that says something about the world we live in. But um, I don't know, man. I think that just in general, that's kind of my my vibes about it. But I, I do enjoy that you brought an NFL story that did make sense to translate into the baseball world. And I'm wondering now, I'm going to, I'm going to take over. I'm the captain. Now, what was your reaction to the Max Scherzer thing? Speaking of cheating, what was your reaction to that? I'm so over this sticky stuff, dude. Like, like <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense. Mm. They're no, they're using rosin and water and there was a great breakdown on John Boy, and there was also a breakdown on MLB Baseball Tonight yesterday. Yeah, David Cohn. Mm-hmm. Yeah, of using, you forced him to use alcohol. That was what made it sticky. Mm-hmm. End of story. End of discussion. Mm-hmm. So at this point, let's just ban everything. Mm-hmm. You get the sweat on your body, and that's it. There's no rosin bag anywhere in the in the mm-hmm. facility, and you just go. Mm-hmm. Or let's just stop checking in games unless there's just some absolute ridiculous mockery of us of a system which is what we got to at the end of the sticky stuff era yeah and in fairness the sticky stuff era kind of forced their hand right you had major they were daring you to do something about it yeah you had major leaders that were telling us like they would have to actually pull the ball off the grass a little bit when that would happen so it, it did get out of control and whatnot but i also think that max had a little bit of a a little bit too much freak out. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I always enjoy yeah, Max. Freak I would out. say that about any other player, though, except for yeah. him. He is yeah, yeah. legitimately a crazy human. <laughs> yes, he, he goes off. He has his he has you his know, moments. Um, like like if 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 a mild mannered pitcher did that, then yeah, I'd be like, dude, calm down, calm down. But mm-hmm. like, I saw people saying like, oh, because he was swearing on his life, like he's clearly guilty. He's just trying to you know, you know, look innocent. I think I just, I, maybe I'm buying into the bit too much, but I think that that's legitimately who he is. Like he just, yeah, that's how he reacts to stuff. Yeah. Especially in the environment of, of, of competition. This is how he is. He doesn't like it when anyone makes contact with him when he's in the middle of a start. Yeah. Like he just sits, it's like, I think I call it anger tating or meditating instead of meditating. That's his version of it. He's just like focused and works for him and he's totally normal when he's not starting by the way he's just on the bench like having a good time you could see him in the dugout whatnot i think someone made a point i forgot i think it was on around the horn being like hey you could have just gone in and just taken it off like they asked you you know what i mean like you could have just done that but i just think that that. and then yeah exactly so i just it was just a really weird story but i'm also with you on the over the sticky stuff thing i just i'm over cheating in general and what i mean by that is the kind of virtuous idea that fans like to just throw at every other team yeah it's happening now with tatis i understand if players are annoyed more than they're right they're being affected by it but every now and then it's like wow you really like the Padres. well your best player is a cheater it's like okay giants fan go google logan webb peds you know what i'm saying yeah go google any of the other things that the dodgers have done a certain player who's now playing for japan don't get into that when it comes to Casting dispersions about fan bases. That that would be my one recommendation for people. I'm not saying I'm not defending Tatis, but I just think that there's and with the the sticky stuff thing, my lord. Although I will say the Garrett Cole one still makes me laugh. I'm sorry. 
because of the way he responded to the question as if no one prepped him for it because he was someone that was using spire attack um which granted a lot of pitchers were and you look at his spin rates they were through the roof and they asked him the question about it after substance stuff came up and the band i i uh, and, and yet i was like how did you not know they were going to ask you that and as a result, he's kind of become the face of this. Uh, maybe Max Scherzer will sneak swipe that away from him uh, and become the face of this. But him, I think, is the exception because it's just so funny reading replies if he has a bad start and people just call him Spider Cole. It kills me every time. He's still one of the best pitchers in baseball. But, oh, man, I'm sorry. And and maybe that makes me a bad journalist or whatever the heck I am. But I don't care. It's really funny with Garrett Cole. It gets me every time. Javi, thank you for joining us. Uh, any parting words? My parting words are, everybody, stay calm and stay faithful. Padres are going to write the ship, hopefully soon. Found us all. Come on, come on, come on.